Good morning, church. So good to be with you. So let's do a quick review of last week's Sunday. Last week's Sunday, we looked at um, two passages of Scripture, Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14, which says this. It says, Brethren, I do not count myself to, be, uh, to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And then Hebrews chapter 12 1 and 2, it says this. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. And so, in these two passages of Scripture, the Apostle Paul is using the metaphor of, think of a, an Olympic runner. An Olympic runner, and think of him at the finish line. And as he presses toward that finish line, there's this finish tape. And he's forgetting those things which are behind. He's, he's throwing off everything that hinders, and he's reaching forward. He's pressing toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And last week I, I said sometimes there's things that can hinder us that we need to forget, that we need to leave behind, that we need to throw off. And I talked about sin. I talked about unforgiveness. I talked about old tapes or old recordings. And I talked about distractions. And then I said hey, for this new year, wouldn't it be a cool idea if we all had one big goal that we did as a church family together? And so I said, hey, why don't we make it a goal to read through the entire Bible, cover to cover, in the year 2020? And so that's what we've been doing the last seven days. And I've been uh, chatting with a few of you before church and I'm just so proud of, uh, of many of you that have already started, seven days already. And it says, uh, people say it takes about 21 days to become a habit. And so we're like one third there, two thirds, and it'll be a habit, a great habit. And, and this habit will move us forward in a huge way as individuals and corporately as the body of Christ. And so for those of you who missed um, uh, the, the plan, the plan is this. Go to Our Daily Bread, so odb.org. And that's where you'll find the scripture reading for each day. And so you can actually download the app, or you don't have to download the app. You can just go on their website, and you just hit Read Now. And then it'll jump into this page, and it'll have today's date. And then right there in the middle of the page is Bible in a Year. And so you'll just read... Uh, a few chapters from Genesis, usually two, sometimes three chapters in the Old Testament, and maybe a half a chapter in the New Testament. And it's a great diet, a great diet of Old Testament and New Testament. And um, man, I, this week, I, I don't know about you, but I couldn't put the Bible down. I'm like, I want to find out what happens to Joseph. 
and I just couldn't stop reading. And so you, there's some of those stories in the Bible where you'd be like, wow, this is so good. I can't put it down. And then I said that in order, um, and so what we're going to do is when I preach, I'm just going to preach on a story that we've all read together this past week. And so this week, we all read the story of Joseph. And so that's what I'm going to share about, the story of Joseph. And so the story of Joseph goes something like this. Let me just do a quick review. Joseph is not a nobody. Abraham is his great-grandfather. Isaac is his grandfather. Jacob is his father. And so Jacob has 12 sons. And we all know that if you have more than one child, you should never show favoritism. But Jacob wasn't paying attention during parenting class. And so he has a favorite. Guess who's his favorite? Joseph is his favorite. And now think about these other brothers. Man, they despise Joseph. They don't like Joseph. They talk stink about Joseph all the time. They can stand him. In fact, the Bible says this. It says, the brothers, they hated him. Very strong word. They hated Joseph. The Bible even says, they could not speak a kind word to Joseph. That's how bad it was. And so that's the backdrop for our story. And so one day, Joseph's brothers... They're all out in the field, and they're grazing their flock. And so they haven't been back for a long time, for quite some time now. And so dad is kind of worried. And so dad says, hey, Jacob, would you go out and go find your brothers and check on them? Make sure that they're doing okay. And so dad, um, dad sends Joseph off, and Joseph goes looking, looking for his brothers, but he can't find them. And he goes wandering off, looking and looking for his brothers. Well, his brothers, they see him from a distance. And they're like, look at that. Dad's favorite. Wearing that ugly looking robe. Man, I can't stand him. He's such a jerk. And then one of the brothers say this. One of the brothers say, hey, no one's watching. Let's waste them. Let's take them out. Let's murder him. This is his own flesh and blood, his brothers. Well, his older brother, his name is Reuben, and Reuben says, hey, 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 slow down, guys. Calm down. Let's not get nuts. Let's not go crazy. And so his suggestion is this, hey, Look at this. We have a deep ditch here. Why don't we throw Joseph into this deep ditch? That will teach him a lesson. And so his brothers are like, yeah, great idea. Let's throw him into the ditch. 
And so his brothers throw Joseph into this deep ditch. Well, after some time, this passing convoy of traitors are passing through. And the brothers, they see these passing traitors and they're like, hey, I got an idea. Let's sell Joseph into slavery. And this is his own flesh and blood, his own brothers. And so they carry out this plan. They sell Joseph into slavery. And so Joseph is sold into slavery and and this convoy takes Joseph into Egypt. Man, his own brothers, his own flesh and blood throws him into this deep ditch, mistreats him by selling him into slavery. And part of me is not all that surprised because we live in a world where people mistreat people. We get mistreated. We get, it, we get treated unfairly. If you've lived in this world long enough, you'll realize that people hurt people. That we let each other down. That we disappoint each other. And even at times we mistreat one another. And so Joseph finds himself mistreated by his brothers. And many of you can be, probably relate to Joseph's story. Maybe not in this, not being sold into slavery, but maybe this. Maybe you are in a job where you serve customers and everything is going well. You're having a great day. And then all of a sudden, there's this disrespectful customer that ruins your day by mistreating you. And you're like, man, this is just not right. This is so unfair. Or maybe this. Maybe you loan someone some money. And they never paid you back like they promised they would. And you're like, this is just not right. This is so unfair. Or maybe you did someone a favor and instead of repaying you back with a favor, they talk stink about you and you're like, this is just not right. This is so unfair. Or maybe a family member is holding a grudge against you and making all kinds of untrue accusations against you. But you never did anything wrong. You're innocent, and these accusations are like, so not right. They're so unfair. Or maybe this. Maybe you invested a lot of time and energy into a friendship or a relationship. And then all of a sudden, this friendship turns sour, and they begin to say bad things about you. And you're like, man, this is so not right. This is just so unfair. 
I think you would agree with me that what stings the most is when we are mistreated by those closest to us. A close family member, or a close friend, or a close brother or sister in Christ. And how do we respond when we are mistreated? How do we respond when we are treated unfairly? Well, let's, let's look at how Joseph responded. And so Joseph is sold into slavery, and this convoy of traders, they make their way to Egypt. And he sold even one more time, once again, he sold to the highest bidder to make a few bucks. They sell Joseph once again, and this time they sell Joseph to Potiphar. And Potiphar, he works for the king. He works for the king of Egypt, Pharaoh. He works for Pharaoh. He is the captain of the guard. So he's kind of high up there. And so Joseph finds himself a slave in the house of Potiphar. Now listen to what Genesis chapter 39, beginning in verse 2 says. And you've all read this already this past week. It says this. Very important. It says, The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes. Potiphar put Joseph in charge of his household. And Potiphar entrusted to Joseph's care everything he owned. And watch this. Listen carefully. It says this next. It says, Potiphar, from the time Potiphar put him in charge of his household and of all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and out in the field. When Joseph was mistreated, God provided Joseph with two things. Firstly, God provided Joseph with a promise, and the promise is this, I am with you. I am with you, Joseph. And then, not so obvious is this. God provided Joseph with an invitation. And the invitation is this. Will you lean into me? Will you lean into me? Will you trust me? Will you remember that you are a child of God? Will you continue to behave and act like a child of God? Regardless of your circumstances, will you continue to do the right thing? in the right way, with the right heart? Will you lean into me? You see, 
Joseph could have wallowed in his mistreatment. Joseph could have grown bitter and resentful. Joseph could have thrown a woe is me pity party. But instead, Joseph rolls up his sleeves and he makes lemonade out of lemons. Joseph says, no, my circumstances do not dictate who I am and how I am to behave. He says, God is with me. And I'm going to lean into God. I'm going to trust God. I am a child of God, and I'm going to behave like a child of God. And regardless of my circumstances, I'm going to continue to do the right thing in the right way with the right heart. I'm going to lean into God. And the Bible says this. The Bible says that the Lord prospered him, gave him success, granted him favor, that the Lord blessed not only him, but everything that he touched Well, let's continue on in the story. And so Joseph is found faithful. Faithful in Potiphar's house. In command of all that Potiphar owned. Faithful day in and day out. Doing his duty with faithfulness. Doing the right thing in the right way. With the right spirit. With the right heart. Well, one day... Potiphar's wife takes notice of Joseph. You see, the Bible says that, it says this, it says, Joseph was well-built and handsome. Easy on the eyes. The Bible says that Joseph was well-built and handsome. Kind of like me, just well-built and handsome. Easy on the eyes. (laughs) Just kidding. Well-built and handsome. And so Potiphar's wife, takes notice. And so Potiphar's wife makes a move on Joseph. And Joseph resists Potiphar's wife. Joseph resists and refuses her advances. Well, day in and day out, Potiphar's wife tries to seduce Joseph. And day in and day out, Joseph remains faithful. He resists her advances. He refuses Potiphar's wife. And so Potiphar's wife, she's livid. She's upset. She's like, I can't believe that Joseph would resist my advances. And so she hatches a plan. And what she does is, 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 her plan is, I'm going to, when no one else is looking, I'm going to make a false accusation against Joseph. I'm going to call rape. And so she does, she does it. She, 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 she has this false accusation against Joseph. And so Potiphar, he comes home. And, and Potiphar's wife says, Honey, your servant just raped me. And I, and I don't see any indication that Joseph even had the opportunity to plead his case. The Bible says that Joseph was thrown into prison. Again, mistreated. Thrown into prison for a crime that he did not commit. Treated unfairly 
yet again. And how does Joseph respond? Well, God provided Joseph with two things. A promise and an invitation. And the promise is this. Same thing again. Listen carefully. It says, But while Joseph was in prison, but while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord showed Joseph kindness and granted Joseph favor in the eyes of the prison warden. And so listen carefully to this. Sounds familiar. Watch this. It says, So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison. And he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care. Why? Because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. God said to Joseph, here's the promise, I am with you. And here's the invitation, will you lean into me? Will you trust me? Will you remember that you are a child of God? And will you continue to act and behave like a child of God? And regardless of your circumstances, will you continue to do the right thing in the right way with the right heart? Will you lean into me? And yet again, Joseph could have wallowed in his mistreatment. Joseph could have thrown a woe is me pity party. Joseph could have become bitter and resentful. But Joseph said, no, my circumstances do not dictate who I am and how I am to behave. God is with me, and I'm going to lean into God. I'm going to trust him. No matter what my circumstances are, I will continue to do the right thing in the right way with the right heart. I'm going to lean into God. And listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says that the Lord prospered him, gave him success, granted him favor. When someone mistreats you, the temptation for us is to temporarily stop being a Christian and to start hatching up a plan to mistreat them back. Don't do it. When you are mistreated, remember. Remember God's promise and remember God's invitation. God's promise is, I am with you. And God's invitation is, will you lean into me? Will you trust me? Will you remember that you are a child of God? Will you behave and act like a child of God? Will you continue to do the right thing in the right way with the right spirit? Will you lean into God? Jesus says it this way in Matthew chapter 11, another uh, passage of scripture that you've all read this week. Matthew chapter 11, 
at the end of Matthew chapter 11, this is Jesus speaking. And listen carefully. Jesus says this. He says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What a beautiful and kind-hearted invitation from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He says, come. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Come. Lean into me. Put your trust in me. Come. Come. Remember that you are a child of God. Continue to do the right thing in the right way with the right spirit. Come. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Let us pray.